0: and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at Lal Jeremy, or check out my website, jeremylalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like this show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 226, and today I'm joined by producer-director Avi Fettergreen. Avi's most known for movies like One Week, Kiss and Cry, and he's also helped put out some of my films like Sex After Kids and How to Plan an Orgy in a Small Town. But recently, he started directing as well, and has had much success on the festival circuit with his short Red Balloon. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. All right. So we're sitting down to watch Memories of Murder. I'm Jeremy, and I have not seen this film. And sitting with me is...
1: Avi Fettergreen, and I too have not seen this film.
0: Uh, And you picked this film. I did. I think we both recently got this from the same Criterion flash sale. Yes, we did. (laughs) Uh, So I'm very happy to be not only watching this, but watching it in person, which is a rarity these days. So what made you pick this film?
1: Well, first of all, I'm a big Bong Joon-ho fan. Um, I had heard about this film before i had even seen Parasite, about a film that I should be watching. And then, of course, I watched Parasite, which completely blew my mind, and it was my favorite film that year, and it's probably one of my favorite films in the last 10 years. And uh, I'm a big fan of his, um, and I've seen a, a, a number of his films. Um but this was one that i had been told by a number of people that i should should go out of my way to watch and i'm really stoked about watching it
0: yeah Sam, i did um, the, the host on the podcast a while back and i had and i hadn't realized i'd seen like uh, snowpiercer and uh, oja no ucha ucha oja oja ucha, ucha. ucha. Yeah. yeah i'd seen that uh, and so i hadn't realized, so i was just starting to put together all the pieces of him Uh, and this was before Parasite had come out, but I remember the person I did the podcast with was mentioning this movie, and of course I looked it up, and and it wasn't available anywhere to watch. So I was so happy when a couple months ago Criterion announced that they were putting it out on on disc, so I'm super psyched to watch this now, because Parasite, again, I loved that movie, because I went into that knowing that it was, you know, getting lots of great feedback and everything, so I just kind of purposely avoided any trailers, any articles. So I just sat down not knowing what to expect. And I assumed going in it was a horror film, just based on the title. So I was pleasantly surprised to watch this really almost genreless movie unfold uh, before me.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it, it's it was super well crafted and interesting enough i saw uh ucha or ocha or whatever however you want to pronounce it in can with justin mcconnell we saw it at a lot uh screening in can um and i was like blown oh, that's away amazing. by that film
0: yeah i said like, because that was a netflix film eventually yeah.
1: and it was it got a lot of um anti-press because of the, of the fact that it was a netflix pl- film playing in can which can is the can audience is very anti
0: yep, Netflix streamers.
1: streamers, and as a matter of fact, when uh, we, while we were watching Ocha, a lot of audience left the film, literally walked out because they just weren't getting into it or whatever the reason, and we stayed pretty, and loved it. It was fantastic,
0: but that's pretty standard for for Khan. And Cannes is known as one of those film festivals where people b-
1: boo, you right? Know? And I didn't even know who this director was prior to seeing that movie. And then after I saw that movie, I came back to Canada and I started watching other stuff of his that I had never seen before. He's such a brilliant filmmaker and the way he crafts his storytelling, because he's a writer first, before he ever became a director, you really can really appreciate the dialogue that he creates for his actors and then just watching the craft of being a director as well with the written word that he's created for his actors.
0: Yeah. He really writes every single, I mean, every single character pops and stands out, you know, he doesn't necessarily write, I guess he does. Like a lot of the stuff he's done has been pretty ensemble based, you know, even the host and, you know, Parasite in particular is, is about a family. Uh, and mother. Like, mother. I haven't seen. Mother is, is still one of my, his movies that I have not seen. Um, but just like you said, impeccably well crafted, uh, you know. And and uh, did he write
1: stuff he didn't direct to begin with? Yes. So he's he's only he's written way more movies than he's actually directed. Um, and his first uh, thing was being a writer. And most of the films that he's directed has always been has been screenplays that he's actually written as well.
0: Yeah. No, I knew that. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch this. This is definitely one movie that I've been waiting, waiting on for a while, so, uh, so let's... And it's Criterion, so... Yeah, so what do you know about it?
1: I don't know anything about it. I, I purposely have not read anything about it. I don't even know what the movie's about. I just know it's Bong Jun ho so I... It's like, I have to watch it.
0: Yeah, I know very little as well, besides what the title suggests. I'm assuming someone dies.
1: Well... Or many people... It's Bong Jun ho so... It, that's just it. It could... It could be completely different than what we think it is. Yeah, right?
0: it's, a, it's a child's comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be...
1: <laughs> yeah, it could be like... A you musical.
0: Know, I'm, I'm picturing now a musical. Singing and dancing.
1: Yeah. You know. Who knows, right? It's Bong Joon-ho, so you don't know what to expect. All right. Other than be surprised, probably, at the end.
0: Well, let's just watch it.
1: Sounds great. Let's all go to the lobby. Get ourselves
0: a treat. We just finished. And?
1: It's very Bong jun ho styled film. I mean, the characters, the shots, a lot of the same techniques that he uses in other films yeah. is definitely prevalent here. Um, really, cinematography, I mean, everything. And, and the fact that I like the way the film finishes leaving lots of things to think about, mm. which all of his films I feel do, um, and it's a true character study of this of this cop, which I find fascinating
0: yeah, it's not i mean the traditional it's interesting because if you if you look at this from the guise of uh you know a traditional movie like this. Uh, you know, an, an investigative story about a, a serial killer. It's like the tro- you know, it doesn't play into any of the tropes. It's not about that because if you look at it that way, it's it's a pretty unsatisfying movie. You know, the the killer never gets caught. Uh, it kind of haunts this officer for the rest of his life. To the fact that where there's this great theme going, uh, running theme about him you know, saying that he can say he can tell someone by looking at his eyes and who someone is. And then, you know, in that last scene, not the last scene, but the last scene in the in the past mm. he says he can't see anymore, he can't tell anymore. Um and then the next time we see him he's selling juicers. <laughs> you know? Uh so clearly this case caused him to to give up his job at some point. Or or shortly thereafter we have to assume. Uh, so that's what it really is. It's about watching a man be destroyed by the horrors of the actions he witnesses through this investigation. And not just the horrors of this killer, like the horrors of his coworkers. workers But it I also to them, think the horrors of his
1: career. Yeah. That his entire career, he thought that he could, he was able to solve crimes by... By looking into somebody's eyes and, and seeing if that person was guilty or not guilty. And when that all stopped, it was time for him to not be a cop anymore. Yeah. And, all, and through the movie, the question is, should he be doing this anymore? Should he go and do something else? His, his girlfriend at the time asks him that. Like, is it enough? Is it time to, it, for it to be enough? And he's asking himself that question constantly. Um and the fact that he he could not solve this case was sort of the icing on the cake for him. Yeah. Yet still bring brings him back at the end thinking that he is still looking for the answers for that case and he can't find it.
0: No, and even this this little of course this little girl on the side of the road offers this new hope for finding it. And it's like, and so the question remains at the end of the film is like, is he going to pursue it?
1: Or the question is also is that it, this person looks like every other person. Yeah. Which is an interesting, because visually he thinks he can tell who's guilty and who's not by looking into their eyes. But if they're a regular person, they look like a regular person, then What's, it will remain unsolved for him. Yeah. It's uh, I just really, f- just when you think that you're you're moving closer to solving the mystery, the script takes you into a different place, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's his sort of signature. That it's all again all in the writing. Really strongly worded. I mean, it's slow. Yeah, it's I, I slow, a, I, slow, I, slow.
0: I had to poke, poke myself up a couple of times there. I was nodding off. Uh, it's a, it, That's a tricky I'll, I'll just give you this. I mean, spoiler, because we're already talking about spoilers, but it, that's a tricky movie to sit through late at night when you're tired. Um, it's great, but it's so deliberate. There's only there's a couple of times where it picks up and it has this great energy jolt. Which helps, but man, it's just the even the shots. There's so many scenes that just hold the shot, don't move. Just play all. It all plays out almost like a, watching a play, and you're just sitting there, and and not a lot is happening. It's all very small character stuff, and it's all interesting and in builds, but it's you really have to kind of invest yourself into it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a slow burn. And um, you ask yourself, like, when is something going to happen? But the intent is for it to keep moving at that pace.
0: And building slowly.
1: Yes, but also it's it feels like you're part of the case because nothing, no matter... How, yeah. Every time you think that they're getting closer to finding the killer, they're a million miles away. <laughs> But but it also really
0: puts you in the point of view to what you were saying of the of our hero, because that's what police work's like. Like that's a more realistic depiction of it than what we see in a lot of these other types of movies about this, where it's just it's slow, it's boring, it's monotonous, and then something really exciting happens, and and that's when this movie like it picks up. The music changes, the way he shoots it changes. It's faster, and then it's back to the slow humdrum of it, which. Uh, again, yeah, it's all about character.
1: It's about character, but I love like he really pushes in on the characters' faces and looking for that one beat of emotion out of each character that he's working with. Um, even the the the, the uh, characters that that die, there's always that tight shot of their face, and their eyes are always open, and you're look, he, it's like you're being forced to look into, almost like the cop looking into their eyes. Mm. I found with every character that he introduced in this movie, you're forced to look into their eyes. Yeah. Which I find super fascinating. Um, and it's just so smart. Yeah. And I appreciate the detail that he goes through and and it's like that on every movie, that there's always something that he's forcing you to pay attention to, but you don't really realize you're paying attention to it until after the movie is over.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to take in. Uh, that that character, is it Kwong Ho? Is that yeah. his name? Yeah. Fucking heartbreaking. You know, this poor guy, who you kind of like, I guess it's never really stated implicitly, but you feel like they have him living in like a basement. They've kidnapped him. Tortured him. Mm-hmm. Tried to beat a confession out of him. Mm-hmm. Finally realize he wasn't going to give it. Mm-hmm. And then just keep him tethered to them in the hopes that he'll finally spill some information. But the problem is a person like him... I, you would have to think that the information is always going to be inadmissible. You know? He's... You know? I, I don't know what... He, he seems to be mentally challenged in some capacity at the very least. You know? So... But that's all they have. This, this, you know, mentally handicapped guy who saw something but could never be able to pick somebody out or identify it. Uh, but that's just how... And then they end up, you know, causing his death inadvertently.
1: Well, I don't know if it was even that. I think, again, spoiler, but I think it was, it was self-created for himself. Mm. that he didn't want to live like this anymore. Under the thumbs of the police, under the thumbs of being different, um, scarred for life. Having seen what he saw. Having seen what he saw, being the brunt of everybody's joke, and which, you know, many of us can, can relate to that. It's a, that you, you're sitting in a dark place your entire life and you can't sit in that dark place anymore. And... He knew what he was doing, I believe.
0: Yeah. I like that's even more heartbreaking. Yeah, because you think and he about- did
1: it in front of the guy. Yeah. Who thought he was guilty from the get go and treated him like garbage for the most part, and then he did it in front of him. Yeah. Which was like, if that's not enough to make you decide, I don't want to be a policeman anymore. I don't know what is right. I mean, it's so, it's just so amazing to me how, deep down it's a cop story, but when you peel the layers of this movie, it's so much more than any crime movie that you see made in, in Hollywood.
0: I think it's, you know, you can really, because the characters are so well drawn and it's so well played by, I don't know the, the actor's name off the top of my head. It, it, he's in all of his movies, the guy who plays our lead, uh, our lead detective. But, you know, I think anyone that's been in a career for a long time, you know, you have those moments where you're like, why am I still doing this? You know, am I still getting satisfaction out of this? Am I still enjoying it? um, and then just questioning that. I think, you know, there's statistics that show that almost nobody stays in the same career uh, throughout their their life. You know, even I know myself as a filmmaker, I, I'm still working in the same industry that King I... Ho Song. King Ho Sung. King Ho Sung. You know, I'm still working in the same industry that I have been for a long time. But I've, you know, shifted positions and whatnot as of view uh, over the years. And I, I take on different jobs. So There's ways for me to keep it fresh and interesting and different projects and that kind of stuff. Uh, but you know, I can't imagine doing, and that's what I like about the, our industry is that it's always a bit different. There's always a new challenge where I can't imagine being, doing the same job over and over again for, for years. Um, and I think there's a really strong metaphor in there that a lot of people can relate to.
1: Yeah. Like it's like working in a factory and within the movie, these people work in factories. Right, and it's again, it's that same old job, day in and day out, and and the cops doing the same thing, depressing job, day in and day out, and watching people die around them, and it's just so. I mean, it, it's it's. I can't compare it to any North American cop story that has as much going on in it without really realizing that there's that much going on in it
0: well and, and it's also because like the characters are so flawed in, in a way that's real like these they're not good people you know like you said like, they're they've I mean, been doing... i would
1: say, i would compare this to like like seven for me
0: yeah all of those
1: people were flawed every single one of them
0: yeah but they're still like there's this gloss on it you know where it's like you know, Brad Pitt is the handsome guy, and Morgan Freeman. It's like the it's like the that one last job.
1: Yeah, but story. it's the guy the the guy from Seoul who comes in, the ringer cop who comes in, shiny and from the big city who's coming to to get involved in this case. Who at the end just becomes just like every other oh, cop yeah. in that department.
0: Yeah, yeah. For sure, but I'm just saying that movie is so full of tropes. It's like, right. it's, it's Morgan Freeman's last job. Yeah. Uh, and it's the hot shot, like the the buddy thing, but this, and, yeah, and, and that one's, Seven's great because it's muddy at the end too, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and the bad guy wins at the end yeah. of Seven, right? Um, this the, is
1: based on a true story, I think, isn't
0: it? I, I was looking it up really, really quick because I wanted to confirm that. I'm not sure. I feel like it's inspired by right. a serial killer that was never caught right. uh, in Korea. But I don't know if that's 100% right. true. I'm sure there's something in it where he did research.
1: Well, I find it fascinating, too, that in order to identify whether the the evidence was valid, that they had to send the information, the the, the sample, to America... Well, they didn't have the technology. It's probably but, true. But you'd think that maybe instead of going to Seoul, they'd go to China or whatever. It's just fascinating that they would have to go to America. That's all. Yeah. But but look, bro, slow burns. Like, everybody, if you're watching this, be, be ready. Yeah. Don't expect, you know, big things f- that's going to happen uh, on a regular basis. It's a slow b- moving movie that you won't realize until the end what you just saw. Yes. It, uh, it's definitely the slowest of
0: his movies that I've seen. Like, the other ones definitely have a lot more oomph to them. But it, it, it's no less uh, like impeccably crafted in terms of all the things you mentioned already. Just, you know, the way it's shot, character, story, you know, just feeling
1: the use it, The use of the rain, I thought, was actually quite interesting as well.
0: Ugh. I mean, and you know, as a filmmaker, how much of a pain in the ass is shooting the rain. You really gotta want want rain to be important.
1: But the, the, also the camera, like lots of long lens stuff, tunnels and and driveways, and just the use of all of that space, space yeah. and and. Everything, it, it allowed you to breathe quite a bit, too, um, but also going, like, what are you going to expect next kind of thing. Like, he kept kept sort of teasing you with things and then pulling it away from you. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, it doesn't, like, uh, it, you know. Totally non-traditional. Of, no, there's it, uh, for a detective story, it doesn't follow. It almost defies all the tropes that we're, we're used to expecting. It doesn't resolve cleanly. Um it doesn't even have the beats that you would expect in a detective story. Uh it's uh truly really fascinating. If you're a fan of Hoes, uh and you haven't seen this one, it's definitely worth a watch. Like we said, it's 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 different in pace. Uh so be ready for that, but it's it's still so rewarding and makes all me the want ways. to go
1: see all the rest of the movies that I haven't seen of it, his, it?
0: Yeah, same. There's uh I'm getting there. But what what's your favorite of his films?
1: I mean, I like Mother a lot, um, but Parasite for me, like, it's probably the best film I've seen in the last 10 years. Um, I've seen it, I don't know, six times now. Yeah. I see something different in it every time I watch it. And it's because the character dynamics that he works under um, uh, just blow my mind. Like, I just really find it so enthralling to watch him work and spend so much time on character.
0: Even just the way in Parasite how he uses just location and screen direction like, you know, there's that great sequence when they're leaving the house. They're leaving that house after they've been stuck there all night and they're going home and just literally descending down, down, down into like their own little hell and then their place is all flooded and and destroyed. Uh, and just those those concepts was like you know these rich this rich family lives on high, and they live down in the sewers, just like but then you know that that metaphor continues on to the house itself, where down in the cellars live you know the the other old housekeeper and and his her husband mm-hmm. uh, all of that i I love love, I think Parasite's is his best film, and but there's something with the host that. I just is so joyful for me. Um, I love that monster and how clumsy it is and how real that thing feels. As real as something like that can feel.
1: But in, on in Ocha, the the the, the Oh, the, Ocha's gorgeous the creature too. the creature in that is awkward as well to some extent, right? Yeah. And the characters are all awkward as well, uh, in their own way, right? Um there's there's similarities that that travel through his films for sure, um, like even um, uh, um, Snowpiercer, like that film for me, I mean is it speaks a lot about to me what we're going through in society today.
0: Snowpiercer, I I need to give it another shot because I didn't love it the first time around. There's something about it that I just I don't know. There's something about that bored me, so I got to give it another shot.
1: Great characters in that movie too, but yeah, they always are. The host is um, is a film that um, I have yet to see. Oh, you haven't seen the host? No, no. Oh man, no. I know, and I want to see it really, really bad, um, but I want to see it. I and I'm. I don't think they haven't brought it out in a Criterion or anything, right? No, no, no. But it's out. The host is. It's, I feel like that's a film from everything I've been I've heard about, and I and is that it's one of those films that should probably come out in a Criterion scenario or something re-release in in. A new I feel like it scenario. got
0: because that was. I'm probably wrong here, but I feel like that was his big breakout. Like that was the movie that. I discovered him on uh, and because it's a big you know, monster movie, uh, it's got a really good hook to it and it's fun. I feel like that was the one that kind of broke him out in North America in a really big way. So I, it, it's got to be available pretty widely. You can definitely rent it on iTunes. Um, like to me,
1: I, I also feel like I've, I see a bit of similarity between him and Del Toro. Oh sure. Because yeah. you watch some of Del Toro's films like Pan's and and um Shape of Water and stuff there's a there is you you I feel like both him and Bong Joon-ho there's there's similarities to their to their craft that I I'm I really appreciate.
0: <laughs> that's that's my dog Rufus snoring in the background. He uh the movie tuckered him right out. Yeah, for sure. I think with the with, with um with him though, you get uh, a more his stuff I always feel is, is is a fairy tale. You know, he it's almost like there's this narrative structure that he uses again and again where it just makes you feel like you're watching a weird, you know, macroba uh almost like Uh, a more, I'm going to say fancier isn't the word,
1: but, uh, but he teases, they both tease the genre. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, and they don't give it to you in one big fat enchilada. They, they, they only drop little bits and pieces to you throughout their films. But at the end of this film, he, he doesn't ultimately get, what he needs and wants because he's now in a quandary about him now. This whole case is still in his head.
0: I don't know. See, I would argue that he gets what he needs as right. opposed to. And, that, and that's what for me, like the best movies have that ending where, you know, the characters didn't get the thing they're striving after the whole movie, but they're getting what they need. And for him, he just needed to get out of police work, whether yeah. he knew it or not. Like, he seems legitimately happy when you see him in that van with all those juicers.
1: Yeah. He's but, happier
0: and healthier. But he's still you.
1: practicing the whole eyesight thing with even his son. Yeah. Right? Like, it's never going to leave him forever.
0: I think he's still true. But you know what? What's interesting about that scene with his family, he's not so adamant about it. Because mm-hmm. he even says, like, have you been this? Don't lie to me. Look him in the eye. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't seem to be so adamant that he knows what he's doing there. Mm-hmm. It's more that it's still his thing. It's still part of him but I don't think that he's clinging to this sense of entitlement that he had, where he knows that he can just look at someone and know if they're lying or not. So
1: what do you think he does now?
0: At the end of the movie? Oh, God. Uh, I think Or what he... do you think
1: Bong Joon-ho...
0: Bong Joon-ho wants you to walk away and think about this. I think Bong Joon-ho would say that he doesn't know what happens and it's up to you. And so, for me... I'd like to think that that would mess him up for a little bit, but ultimately he would just realize that he, you know, the life he was living now is the right choice, and to not get drawn back into this.
1: I wonder if the disc two tells us whether or not that's the case or not.
0: I can't imagine Bong Joon Ho like tells you what he thinks the ending means.
1: Most filmmakers that, that no, but may, he might he might lead you down, or what do you think? Maybe he does have an idea of where what's in this, yeah. this character's head, right? Yeah, who knows?
0: I'll definitely dive into the bonus features. Yeah. They uh, they look very comprehensive and, and fascinating.
1: Definitely worth a watch. What do
0: you, What do you think happens after this?
1: I think he goes back to the case. Yeah, I do.
0: See, that's interesting. So in my, and I want to believe that he realizes that he's better off.
1: I, I think... That, that final shot of him, it's like he's looking to, to somebody's eyes through that shot. See, that's and he's And I think he's looking through his own eyes as to basically what this girl tells him.
0: See, I look at that and I think he's sitting there thinking, I can't let this destroy me again.
1: Yes, yeah. I think he's I, I think he's now internally thinking to himself based on what this that this that this we we have a witness now.
0: So you think it destroys him? I do. See, I and I go the opposite way. I I want to believe that he shrugs it off.
1: It's like a good cop. A good cop is a good cop till he's he's dead. Like you can sh- you can shake it, but you'll always be a cop.
0: Or, or he realizes he was maybe never that good of a cop. I think there's very little evidence to suggest any of the cops in this movie are good at their job.
1: But he thought he was the best.
0: He thought then, but I think now he realizes he mm. wasn't, and he's gonna let it go. I guess
1: we'll we'll never know. We'll never know.
0: I'll give Boone a call. We'll see what he says.
1: <laughs> Next time he comes to the TIFF, we can ask him the question.
0: Yeah, and he'll tell us to fuck off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: Well, thanks for watching this with me, bud. Hey, my pleasure. It was great. Yeah, we'll do it again sometime soon. Let's all go to the... Thanks for joining us for Memories of Murder. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the, of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf Podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks.
1: Let's all go to the lobby To get
0: ourselves a treat